the thing I really love about this particular passage is it doesn't mention the spine at all. It doesn't mention the back, doesn't say the word subluxation, right? It says chiropractors and chiropractic. Are the only two things it mentions that have to do with us. But everything else after that, there's no spine, back, bones. Right? It doesn't say, it says we release the prison impulse. It doesn't say <clears throat> we push on a backbone, right? That's not what it talks about. It says we work with the subtle substance of the soul. We release the tiny rivulet of force. I, I, I love BJ's thought processes about this <coughs> because what this is showing is that chiropractic is not about bones, like we talked about last time. It's not about bones, it's not about backs, it's not about spines. That's just the way in, right? Chiropractic is way bigger, way bigger than that. Chiropractic is about changing that person's potential, about releasing the brain, <coughs> the eminence from the mind or the brain and flows over the nerves, right, through the spine. So. BJ himself is telling you that chiropractic is not a bone thing. It is a brain and nerve thing. <clears throat> and just to illustrate a point, here's some articles that have come out recently. <clears throat> this is, just came out this week. <clears throat> I heard about it. Um, gravity in the gut, a hypothesis of irritable bowel syndrome. What this is talking about is how... There's, there's something, according to this article, says something in the range of 10% of the people around the world have irritable bowel syndrome. <clears throat> and most of the time, people with irritable bowel syndrome are being treated with some sort of drugs to try to calm the irritation down or some sort of antacids or that kind of stuff. And what this article from a medical journal says is that that's the wrong approach. The, the actual, what's really happening is the body's inability to understand gravity and the, the fact that the organs actually are not understanding where they're supposed to be in space. <clears throat> and it actually mentions in this article things, even though this is it's not a chiropractic article, but it talks about osteopathic manipulation. It says people need to get some sort of osteopathic manipulation in order to help with this, right? So now we're not talking about osteopathy and not very many osteopaths adjust, but we adjust, right? So maybe this is like, and I see this a lot, in my patients <clears throat> who have irritable bowel and other sort of GI issues, that when you adjust them, somehow or other, things get better. And now what this is saying is the vestibular system is one of the big systems involved with this. So it's not, so the, it's the answer, but you go down all the way to the bottom of this thing, it's talking, it says the answer is not extra medication, it's making sure their brain and nerve system is working better, which is exactly what we do. <clears throat> And then this is another amazing article that came out last year from a chiropractor in the Frontiers of Pediatrics Journal, which is one of the highest impact uh, journals that are out there. And it's called Clinical Evidence of Vestibular Dysregulation in Colicky Babies Before and After Chiropractic Treatment Versus Non-Colicky Babies. <coughs> and what Dr. Holm talks about, he's from Europe, what he's talking about in this is the same basic thing that Instead of giving these babies all this Prevacid and Pepsid and all those kind of things, why don't we just adjust them? And where is the, where is the most important, where is the seat of the vestibular system? It's the upper cervical spine and the lower part of 
a skeleton. So that's where we should be focusing our attention. And that's what we see in clinical practice. This is, to me, when I see articles like this, like one of the things you guys really need to do and to understand, especially if you're going to get <coughs> fully engaged in chiropractic, is that you've got to keep up with the research. You've got to keep up with the research. Just because you graduate doesn't mean you stop picking up books, stop reading articles, stop going to seminars, right? But all that means they're commencement, when you take commencement, whenever it is that you guys graduate, they're commencement means are the beginning, right? So you've got to, if you want to keep excited, you've got to keep on filling your brain with stuff that gets you excited. And <clears throat> these sort of articles, just once again, and I love reading this, even though this had to be a chiropractic article, but the, the gravity article here from the American Journal of Gastroenterology, not a chiropractic article, but it all talks about the same thing over and over and over again. It's the brain nurses. It's the brain nurses. <clears throat> so we have a, a kid come in yesterday who's on the spectrum. <clears throat> and the mom is besides herself because the kid is three years old and recently diagnosed. And she's like, what do we do? Like everybody is saying, you know, we have to do this ADA therapy, we have to give these kind of medications, all that stuff. What are we going to do with him? And I said, to me, the most important thing is let's make sure his brain and nervous system are working the way it's supposed to. Because right now he's disconnected. She said, how do you know that? I said, watch what happens during our exam. And we look at his eyes, and instead of all of his eyes being straight out like this, guess what one of his eyes is? Out to the side. What does that mean? Right? Great. The brain and nervous system is not connected if the eyes are like this. And this isn't a lazy eye thing. This isn't a strabismus thing. This is, this is the brain and nervous system saying, I'm only focusing on one side. The other side is not important to me. And when you were a kid on the spectrum, what side of the brain is not working as good as it should? So kids on the spectrum, most of the time, they're going to be very high left brain, very low right brain. Because right? left brain is like the analytical, mathematical, computational part, and right brain is more like the social, creative, engagement kind of part. So he's going to have a right brain deficit. So this is the kind of stuff that we're going to see. And, we, and, I, and then we start checking his primary reflexes. He's three years old. Should he have any primary reflexes? No, he should have no primary reflexes. He's got every single one of them retained. Right? We, start, we, we do core tests, we do balance tests, we do posture tests. <coughs> All these different tests and everything is showing weakness, 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 weakness. And the mom says to me, the most important thing we want to do is get him to talk. Can you help him talk? What's my answer to that? That's not, I, I don't, that's not what I do, right? That's not, I can't, that's not my thing. I can't say, well, yes, this kid's going to talk this guy. I have no idea. What I'm going to do is I'm going to make sure that his brain and nerve system are reconnected, that he is working the way he's supposed to, that his body is, is at its best with his limitations. Whatever. He's got limitations. We all have limitations. Within his limitations, what can we do to make his body the best it can be? So she said, well, what's going to happen with that? I said, well, we're going to work on things like the vagus nerve. Right? The vagus nerve is really important. I said, you ever about the vagus nerve? She said, yeah, I read about how important the vagus nerve is for kids on the spectrum. I said, yeah. So if the vagus nerve is not working very good, what can't this kid do? He can't digest. He can't calm down. He can't relax. He can't self-regulate. 
That's stuff that we can write down and say, Nicole, we're going to help change that. We're going to see changes in this. And this is what I want. And then we did a re-exam on another kid when, I, when he first came in about four months ago, <clears throat> diagnosed with ADHD, <clears throat> doesn't want to not want to be put on medication. We did a re-exam on him yesterday. His eyes went from not being able to track to being able to track, not being able to accommodate well to being able to accommodate. From having organ reflex to only having one primitive reflex. From not being able to do a sit-up to being able to do a sit-up. So all these things, <clears throat> and mom was like, not only is he doing better at school, not only is he doing better socially, but look at this. Look at all the improvements on the test, right? So, so it's amazing to see the changes, not just in the subject and what the mom is saying, but in what the object of it, in other words, what the measurements are telling us. And this is the power that you have in chiropractic. This is one of the most important overlooked things that you <coughs> Uh, need to stress when you guys graduate is the importance of that re-exam. Of checking every 10 visits. It's not just like, how are you feeling? How are you feeling on a scale of 1 to 10? That has nothing to do with anything. That's one measure of multiple measures. You cannot base your success or even your lack of success based upon the question, how are you feeling? I know the s one is pain scale is something you guys use in clinic, and I get that, and you have to use it there, and that's totally fine. I'm telling you, I don't use it. Because that's not the question I ask. Matter of fact, my interns, I tell my interns, do not ask the question, how do you feel? To anybody, adults, kids, anybody, nobody, that's not a question you ask. Because that's not what we're about. We are about making the brain and nervous system work at its peak potential. So if someone wants <clears throat> pain management, they can go to a pain management specialist. I'm uninterested. What we want to do is brain management, not pain management. We want to improve that person's functionality. So when we see these changes, that makes it like, look at this. And you know what's really, really cool is that we had a, last week we did a, re, or two weeks ago actually, we did a re-exam on another kid <clears throat> on the spectrum, higher functioning. And the, the intern comes in after uh, just talking with them, uh, doing like sort of, a, sort of a case history, and they said, yeah, the mom's not happy because she hasn't seen any changes and this and that. And I said, and he said, so you just want to be prepared for that. I said, I'm not worried. I'm not worried. I said, we're going to see changes on objectives and just watch what happens. And when we did the re-exam, and we saw he had less print reflexes and better eye movements and all these other things, at the end, the mom was like, wow, he's doing so much better. So, and this is not a way to, to sell your way into something. This is a way to show the parents that the changes we're not looking for are not necessarily the visible ones. We're looking for how is the brain changing? How is the brain functioning? Is the brain improving its function? So now we have someone who's recommitted to care who if it was just based upon, well, how's he doing today? Is he doing any better? And the answer would be no. Well, then how's that going to recommit to, to care? Right? That's not what it's about. And it's not just looking at someone's posture. Right? Chiropractic is way more than just looking. Let the, the, what's the typical exam in chiropractic? Is lie down, let me feel your back. That's not an exam. That's an analysis. 
right? That's an analysis. We need to analyze our spines before we adjust them, absolutely. But don't call that an exam. That is not an examination. All that is, is that's your very specific chiropractic analysis. What people are looking for in today's day and age, from my perspective, is they're looking for, are you doing more than just touching my back? Because people now are read a lot, and the internet, and Dr. Google is out there, and people are reading articles like this and coming in with articles saying, I read this, right? I listened to your podcast. The last patient yesterday said, I listened to your podcast. That's how I decided to see you. I'm like, holy cow. Like, I don't even, I, don't, I think my pocket is a chirocast. I thought my pocket is mostly for chiropractors and chiropractors. The public are out there listening to this kind of stuff. I watch your YouTube videos. Wow. That's amazing. So, the, but this is, people are educating themselves before they come to see you. <clears throat> so my suggestion is to make sure that if people are educating themselves, that you educate them. That's the way to have a successful chiropractic practice is education, is making them understand why it is that they're there, why chiropractic is so important, not just how do you feel. Because there's plenty of people out there, there's plenty of practitioners out there who are dealing with feelings. And I'm not talking about feelings like the stuff, you know, psychologists and feelings. I'm talking about feelings like, you know, you can go to massage therapists, you can go to physical therapists, you can go to, you know, Reiki, you can do all these different things, which is great stuff, acupuncture, great, but it's not talking about the brain and nerve system. Tell them what it is that we really do. I don't understand the big fear that chiropractors have of telling their patients what they really do. That when I touch your back, your brain lights up. Well, I don't understand what the fear is. Everybody has to stay with this, like, I gotta stay right in the spinal area because if I go any further out, like it's even, like, if you can explain to someone that the reason you got sciatica is because there's a, something going on over here and the nerve is going down your leg, why can't you explain that there's nerves going elsewhere? So I, 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 it perplexes me after 30-something years of practice that people are still having this fear and they're still so worried about leaving the spine as an explanation. But I'm telling you, if you go out of the spine for your explanation and go to the brain and nerve system, you're gonna have a lot more fulfilled practice and a lot more patients understanding, a lot more patients <clears throat> referring into referrals, bringing their whole families in <clears throat> because they get it. And because it's all about how you feel, then if they feel good, they don't need to come in. But if it's how the brain nerve system is working, now it's for everybody. <clears throat> <clears throat>